Good to see you. How's everybody doing? Excellent, excellent. Lord, we just thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy, and we praise you for it, and we just honor you tonight. Lord, we just ask that your word and your love would be poured out like Barrett was just talking about, that your love would just be revealed and received in Jesus' name. We praise you for it. Thank you, Father, for the reality of your love. Thank you, Lord, for the reality of your word. Thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, Lord. We just ask that your love would be made manifest in ways that is just amazing. And we just thank you for receiving tonight who you are. And Lord, we just thank you that we can live by who you are. Not just who we have been, but we can live by who you are. Father, we praise you for that. We thank you for that. And we give you the glory. We open up our hearts to receive your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good evening. So uh, tonight, you can go ahead and uh, turn to Psalms 127 and verse 1 and 2. And we're going to be talking about gifts in your sleep. And uh, one of the things, this is something that's just been on my heart here. Uh, We had an incident uh, about, I don't know, a month or two ago that I'll tell you about. I'll tell you the story about. And ever since then, the Holy Spirit has kept this topic tonight on my heart and uh, it's like I can't get away from it. And I've also noticed that there have been some attacks in this area. So I wanted to, I just felt like we were supposed to talk about it tonight. And I really want you to see the promise that God has for you at all times, all the time. And um, so we just welcome you if you're watching. And uh, you can, if you'd like to get these notes or these scriptures and take them and meditate on them. Uh, it's at boomerangchurch.org slash notes. And uh, they're up there called Gifts in Your Sleep. And so let's just look at this. I'm going to read Psalms 127, 1 and 2. I'm going to read it in about five different translations. So y'all get you ready? <laughs> and can you take five translations? All right, good. So uh, in the King James, it says this. It says, except the Lord build the house... They labor in vain that build it, except the Lord keep the city. The watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. So are you his beloved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is, what is he kind of attacking right here? He's kind, of attacking, um, he's kind of attacking our ways of going about life, you know, ungodly ways of life. Um, is, he, is he being nice with that stuff or is he kind of attacking it? He's kind of attacking it. I mean, he's, and in other words, if you find yourself there, you know, you're laboring in vain or trying to watch over your life in vain, uh, He's not attacking you, he's attacking that way of life. And that's important for us to humbly recognize and see. And uh, I don't know about you, but I have definitely been uh, doing all this wrong <laughs> at one time. And uh, definitely have I been uh, to uh, the wrong, you know, been to the wrong side of this. Uh, so eventually what we have to do is kind of wake up to what we're doing and be very real with ourselves and say, hey, is there something I can do to change to be better? But ultimately, what is he trying to get us to? He's trying to get us to a place where the stuff that we do is not in vain, but it's very productive. Where's the Lord trying to get us to? And here the writer, you know, uh, here's a uh, for Solomon. I think this is David writing. He's He's also trying to get us to the place where our life is protected. And not by our efforts, but by God himself. And this is good stuff, right? All right. So, wouldn't you like to have that? You know, I would, I know. And then the other thing is uh, that he wants us to get into the place where we're not rising up early. We're not going to bed late. We're not eating painful bread of sorrows. 
but we are actually getting sleep. Like, it's not, I think I read this right. I don't know. You read it with me, but it's not ungodly to sleep. Amen. I mean, it's not, it's not ungodly to sleep. That's a good thing is what, how I think of Am I reading that right? Would y'all agree? Okay, I'm just checking. All right, so um, there's a couple of things that I want you to see as we're uh, gifts in your sleep. I want you to see that the resting place of God is available to you. But I also want you to see, um, and I believe it's both of these. I believe that it's both these ways, and you'll see what I'm talking about in a second, is that not only does he give us good sleep, but he also gives to us in our sleep. He gives us gifts in our sleep. Uh, you have some scholars that say it's one way, some scholars that say it's another way. Um, the Lord taught me how to decipher the word by saying, God is love and I'm to accept it as a child. And so basically I went after that like this. If I see it's good, it's God, and I'll believe it if I got some scripture that's even close to it. you know. And uh, that has proven to be pretty doggone good for me so I hope I hope you do it too and I hope you receive it the same way and you'll see what I'm talking about but let's just let's read this same verse here in the Amplified except the Lord builds the house they labor in vain who build it um, so somebody's building the house of their life right now who is that all of us. <laughs> All of, that was a trick question. Thank you for getting it right, Chris. I appreciate that. And uh, he helped me out in case I missed it and forgot what I was doing. <laughs> and Rachel's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we're all building a house, but the question is, are we building it godly or not? Well, that remains in question probably. We're trying to. You know, most, I would say most everybody here is trying to build it godly. But here's the thing. If we don't get the Lord's help, and go about it in the Lord's ways, you're not building it godly. And a lot of times that the world has taught us how to build it, and it's not God's ways, and so we end up in painful labor, and it's, you know, painful. It's not pleasurable. It's not fun. And that's a good indicator, again, like, uh, is it uh, Matthew 11, I believe it is, where it talks about his ways are easy and his yoke is light, right? His burden is light, his yoke is easy, his burden is light. So in other words, if we're not seeing easy and light, then generally it comes back to us and we've got something out of kilter. And that's our indicator. That's our indicator that somewhere along the line, some way, we're missing it. Uh, and that doesn't mean that we are always... Um, that doesn't mean that we're always going to go through what the world calls easy. It just means that we can even go through hard things, but our uh, thoughts on it is easy. It's not, e it's not hard to us. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, we've talked about this multiple times before, where, you know, in, all right, what about in first grade, if you were presented with algebra in first grade? Well, the first grader's going to go, oh, oh my, what? Algebra, who? You know, they'll, that's where the first grader's brain's going to be. And, and so to the first grader, is algebra easy or hard? It's hard, super hard. But to somebody who's made it through high school and paid attention, algebra can get decently easy after a while. Multiplication tables. <laughs> maybe some, all right, we'll use, we'll use adding and subtracting, okay? So <laughs> is this... I, my dad always told me to teach on third grade level. So adding and subtracting, okay. All right, so adding and subtracting is very hard when you don't understand numbers. But for most of us, adding and subtracting, should, should I put in that disclaimer? For most of us, adding and subtracting, I, I don't know. I've gone, if y'all have gone through a drive-thru recently, I'm not so sure it is easy. So... <laughs> Adding and subtracting can be, yeah, I'm feeling the heat. Yeah, am I red? I probably am. So adding and subtracting can be easy to us now. Why? Because we've given ourselves to learn it. There's things we can go through that the world considers hard. For us, it's nothing. To the world, it looks hard and heavy, and, and I can't believe you would do that. But for us, we don't even feel the pressure of it. 
It's like a bodybuilder who's gotten up to like 400 pounds doing something. Well, he picks up 100 pounds, and it's like, man, this thing, spinning it, you know. I mean, it's nothing to them. It's easy. But yet you get somebody who hadn't been training at all, they pick up the same 100 pounds. They're like, you know, this is how it is. So it's easy and light because we've learned how to turn over the weight of life to God. So when we build it, build our house, build our life in God's ways, he wants it to get to the place where it's easy and light. And it happens because we allow him to be the builder. We try to build a house and we don't include God in it. We don't go about it in God's ways. Guess what? The house is probably going to fall. It's probably going to fall. This happens a lot of times with people that are seeking fame and fortune, particularly like fame. They want to be famous for something. They want to be a rock star. They want to be known for something, right? And a lot of times they'll even have talent early on, but they'll try and go too early and build their house, and all of a sudden they'll find that their house crumbles to nothing, right? And that's not God's design. If they would be patient on the Lord and understand what patience can do for them and hearing from God, they would see that God could build that house in no time. He could make them famous just like that. But the question is, is it God's timing for that person or not? Is it God's way? Well, they're not considering that. They're just going after a goal that somebody told them they should go after. Everything we do should be laid out because we've sought the Lord on it and moving for his things now we've got to understand that no matter where we're at in life almost well not not almost assuredly things that you think right now that are right were based and founded on a house that the world taught you to build and not God so all of us should go back and look at why am I thinking this way why do I think this way in the first place because uh, odds are very heavy odds That things that we're doing on a regular basis, thinking it's godly, were actually based off of something that wasn't godly at all. Um, I see, I have to deal with that in counseling all the time. All the time, we're uncovering stuff, and I'll ask the question. I'll say, "Why do you think? You know, why do you think it's that way? Why do Why do you think you should do this? You know, how do you think you should do this? You know, and the truth of the matter is, it doesn't. You know." They are there because the world taught them to, their mom and dad taught them to, a teacher taught them to, a mentor, but it had nothing really to do with the uh, concepts and ways of God. It had nothing to do with faith. It had nothing to do with hearing. It just had to do with the world's reasoning and logic, and that's how they got there. Except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Uh, is there anybody with me that doesn't want to be, if I'm going to labor, I sure don't want to be giving out labor for free for no for no purpose, right? I, I don't want to do that. If I'm, if I'm working towards something, I want it to have some effect. I want it to be efficient, productive. That means I've got to go back to God and say, how do I do this? All right, except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman wakes in vain. It's okay, bro. It's all right. Um, The watchman wakes in vain. In other words, if God's not watching over your city, if God's not watching over it, you're not doing any good watching over it yourself. You think you're stronger than God? In other words, I need to get God involved in these processes. I even need to get God involved in my sleep and my rest. He says uh, here in Amplified, it's vain for you to rise up early. This is, this is vain. How many people have ever been taught in your, your life that you got to work and you got to work hard? And if you don't work hard, you're never going to make it. If you don't get up, if you're not willing to get up early and go to bed late, then you might as well not even, not even try. How many people have ever been taught that on some level? Yep. Now, let me ask you this. Is that godly or not? And yet we have whole lives and careers based off of that thought. And we've been fed it so much that hearing this almost cuts across the grain in us. It almost is like, we don't, we don't know what to do with it. It almost just you know, puts us in such a wrong place because we've been taught for so long. We've got to get up early. I've got to work all day long. I can't stop. It only, you know, I, I'm only blessed because I've worked hard. And that is not what God said at all. Matter of fact, that, that's the exact opposite. And matter of fact, God's saying, I'm not in that. You're building something, but I'm not the builder. 
Well, this is the first step towards having sleep and having rest because if you don't get that and don't understand that, it's hard for us to receive rest because we'll get down and God will be, God will be trying to give us some good sleep and some good rest and we'll be like, I've got to handle this, I've got to handle this, and I've got to handle this, and I've got to handle this. And all, and all of a sudden, we don't know, you know, and, and we're like, no, rest, rest, darn it, you know, <laughs> rest, you, you know, and how are we supposed to rest? Because we're so much in vain, vanity, pride, because we think it comes down to us. We think our blessings, our favor comes down to and is directly proportional to how much we have worked, whether God was involved or not. And that's not true. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) To take rest late. It is vain for you to rise up early and to take rest late to eat the bread of anxious toil. So if we're experiencing anxiety over our work or over any portion of our life, this is a symptom. This is an indicator. I'm out of line. When I was in, you know, had a chemical company, we would have, we would drop drops and turn liquids colors. And when those, you know, those liquids would turn colors, that was an indicator of what the reading was. Well, this is a good way for us to say, when I see uh, anxiousness in my life, when I see myself not in ease and under a heavy burden, these are indicators something's off. Something's out of whack with God's plan. And generally it comes down to this guy right here. Generally it comes down to us. Okay? So, he goes on, it's vain because for he gives blessings to his beloved in sleep. In the New American Standard, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it, unless the Lord... Guards the city. The watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Now see right here you're saying, he's giving to you even while you rest, even while you sleep. I remember reading this when it finally hit me one time. I had, I had, he was showing me how to establish business when I really got a hold of this. He was showing me how to establish business that would keep on pumping out and keep on churning business up even in my sleep. He was showing me that he was giving me favor in my customer's mind. While they were sleeping and I was sleeping, he was reminding them who to go to and who to use in business. Well, That's all fine and good if that's out there, but never happens. But how do those things happen in the earth when I know about them and I apply faith to them? So I started applying faith that even in my sleep, he is advancing my business. It's good, good stuff. To eat, it's vain to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. The Good News Bible, which we don't have on the screen, but it says, If the Lord does not build the house, the work of the builders is useless. If the Lord does not protect the city, it does no good for the sentries to stand guard. It is useless to work so hard for a living, getting up early and going to bed late, for the Lord provides to those he loves while they are asleep. He provides while they are asleep. And, of course, the message translation says, If God doesn't build the house, the builders only build shacks. If God doesn't guard the city, the night watchman might as well nap. In other words, that's, he, that's as good as you're doing anyway. He might as well sleep because <laughs> you're not doing any good watching it. If you're not doing it my way, God's saying It's useless to rise early and go to bed late and work your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know he enjoys giving rest 
to those he loves. So the point is not to get on to us for the things we're doing wrong. The point is to destroy those things that would destroy us and show us the light and the promises that he's already laid out for us to start applying faith to and make them ours. In other words, they're there. Rest is there. Increase is there. Protection is there. A good building, a good builder of your life is there. So now it's out there. Let us agree and receive that we can grab a hold of that and we can, by faith, pull that into our life. Now what was really interesting, this is the story, this is what happened a couple of months ago, is um, I was... I got up in the middle of the night, it was like 3 or 4 in the morning, and um, all of a sudden, you know, I went to the bathroom, and so, which I don't do that all the time, most of the time I go to sleep, I'll get up in the morning, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not like Nicole, because she's like 3 or 4 times, I mean, anyway, right? <laughs> she was like, this is a great story, I'm so glad you're enjoying it, <laughs> but this time it was me. It was me doing it. Anyway, she was sound asleep. She was sound asleep. And um, I think, I don't remember why, but the light was on in the bedroom. And uh, I think I had fallen asleep on the couch or something like that. I think I was coming to bed after I'd woken up in the middle of the night. But it, she was sound asleep. It was middle of the night. I go to the bathroom. I walk back in the bedroom. And there she is. And she is out loud praying in the spirit. Yeah, while she was asleep. And I was going, I mean, she was out loud praying in the spirit. And uh, I sat there, and that was one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen in my life. And I realized, I, and it just just been going over inside of my spirit. Like, she never knew. She didn't know she was praying in the sleep. Praying in the Spirit in her sleep. She had no idea. But yet the Holy Spirit, even in her sleep, was given her the wisdom and the perfect will of God to pray out in her sleep. She was answering. God was having her pray in her authority to solve problems in her life in the middle of her sleep. God was providing for her in the, in the middle of her sleep. He had somebody in their own authority praying his perfect will when they didn't even know about it. Why? Because she's his child. And God gives to his beloved even in their sleep. Man, that thing has affected me. And I'm just thinking, I've known this. I've, I've, I've known this and had revelation of this for years now. But man, when I saw her doing that, and I've had times in the middle of my sleep where I, even, I woke myself up praying in the Spirit, but I didn't really connect the two together because I was coming out of sleep. I was half asleep. And, but here, I, I really recognized it and saw it for what it was. And I'm just wondering, you know, I'm thinking, man, what problems was she praying out? What solutions was God given? You know, we talked uh, the other day, uh, Stephen brought up the, the uh, tithes and offerings, and he was talking about how that one, you know, swing in the stock market in that one place uh, provided a 400-time uh, return. And the thing is, um, you could have you had it just as easy as anybody else is had you known about it. Well, what keeps us from knowing about it? I mean, God will share stuff with us. The question is, see, here's the thing. If we will apply faith that we will receive even in our sleep and God will give us good rest and he will give to us even in our sleep, the Lord can move through us in a situation like that and we wake up the next morning with just this little unction inside our spirit that says, buy that stock and pay this much for it. And we won't even know why, but we, we will have prayed it out the night before and God gave to us even in our sleep. The question is, you know, the reason why we don't have these things, first of all, you probably have more than you know about what, because you were sleeping. But you probably had more happen to you more than what you think. But we could have even more if we would simply apply faith in that direction and believe God for beloved sleep and beloved rest. Blessed by God, sleep and rest. 
We, we talked about that testimony, if you want to get that picture ready again, about the guy uh, the other night. We, I think it was last week we talked about the guy. He's got, a, he's got the elbow, you know, uh, that he had the, what's it called, the artificial elbow. He's had the piece in his arm, and yet then all of a sudden he goes to sleep that night. In the middle of the night, the Holy Spirit does some holy operation on his arm, removes the artificial thing, gives him a brand new elbow joint, and he wakes up in the morning, and the elbow, elbow joint that was artificial is laying there on the bed beside his brand new arm. God gives to his beloved even in their sleep. Are we actually believing that are we trusting him for that so there's the elbow joint there are we believing God for these things to happen are we believing the lie that well I'm just getting older I guess I won't sleep good anymore are we believing the lie that well uh, you know I just go to sleep and I'll wake up tomorrow and face the problem we should be going to sleep thinking, I'm going to wake up with the solution. I'm going to wake up and the, and the problem solved itself. I'm going to wake up and all these things are worked together for good on my behalf because I love God and I am his beloved. This is the kind of thoughts and the thinking and the faith that we should be applying in our lives. Let's look at this. Is this moving you? You getting it? You, you, it's like... Man, I didn't even know that was out there. But it's been there in the Word the whole time. It's something we can apply faith to, and God can move and work on our behalf. Here, Acts chapter 12, verse 5 through 7, it says, So Peter was in prison, but prayer for him was being made fervently by the church, church to God. On the very night when Herod was about to bring him forward, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with chains and guards in front of the door were watching over the prison and behold an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared now see here's the thing he is in chains bound and sleeping between two guards in the prison locked like alright so I don't know what's your logic going to be telling you about the situation you know my logic is going to be like <laughs> This really stinks. But now our logic ought to be saying, I'm seeking the logic from above. And just because I go to sleep this way does not mean I wake up this way. And I don't care what problem you got right now. I, I don't care what it is. Just because I go to sleep this way does not mean I wake up this way. I'm believing God that he is solving these issues and solving these problems even while I sleep. And in the middle of it, I'm getting refreshed. Praise God. I'm being blessed in my rest. But here's the question that, you know, does this... Is it not clear to us that God wants us to have blessed rest? Is it not clear to us that he wants to give to us even in our sleep? Then why hasn't it happened in your life? Why haven't you seen that? Actively, every night. Because we have an authority. And we have our own faith. He said to Mary... Be it unto you, even as your faith. In other words, if you will see these things and see these promises and start to apply faith towards them, you can have them. And things can change. So here's what happened to Peter. And then behold, angel of the Lord suddenly appeared and a light shone in the cell and he struck Peter's side and woke him up. He's sleeping good. And the angel said, wake up, boy. And saying, get up quickly. And his chain fell off his hands. What is it in your life that your chains can fall off in the middle of the night tonight? What is it that you've been bound by and the chains fall off tonight? Will you believe with me? Yeah, amen. Mark 4, verse 38 through 40. We've got to apply faith on the promises of God. We can't just leave them sitting there. We've got to be the kind of people that know how to apply faith. 
that know how to believe God. And we know about the promises. My people are destroyed and gone into captivity for a lack of knowledge and understanding. We've got to know about these things, and then we've got to know what to do with them. So I'm telling you about it, and now I'm telling you what to do. Believe God for them. Trust. Let's trust them together. I want to hear some testimony of stuff that happened even while you were asleep. Simply because we decided we're going to believe what God said as a kid. We're just going to have fun with this thing. We're not going to believe this as an adult. Adults have no fun in that. We're going to believe as a kid. All right, God, what can you do? It's going to be awesome. You know, I'm just going to trust you as a kid. Like a kid that, ah, it's going, how many great things are you going to do? I'm going to wake up. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to have a dream that seems out of this world, not even possible, and wake up and it actually happened. When we can get like a child in our faith, those things can happen. There was a time a while back, and man, I was having a hard time sleeping. And I forget exactly why, but it was probably stress from work or something. And um, I think that is what it was. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, this you know, was brought back up to me. And I said, you know what? I said, Lord, I, and this is what I did. I just I would get out this scripture and I would read it and read these two verses and I would say Lord I just received that right now and Father I just received blessed sleep and blessed rest because I am your beloved and I would just worship him praying in the spirit as I fell to sleep and man I'm telling you what my sleeping problems went away just like that but I did have to make a conscience decision to actually force my mind to get to that place instead of remaining on the chains, on whatever was binding me. I had, to, I had to make a conscious decision to say, I'm dropping the chains, dropping the anxiety, dropping the toil, and I believe I have received your peace and your rest. And that's when it changed. I did that for several nights before I learned to drop the chains. And it didn't work. But once I got to that place, I knew what I needed to do. I knew I needed to change my mindset. I needed to see these things, and I needed to make them my reality. And when I did that, I received it, and I had it, and it's been awesome ever since. Every now and then, I might have a, a night where I don't sleep good or don't do something. I just go straight back to this. I know what to do. I just drop off that stuff, drop off that toil, drop off that pressure, and I believe in the relief of God. I believe in that rest of God, and it, and it works. Why? Because it's God's promise. It will not return to you void. It will accomplish what it was sent to do. It's who he is. And, so, and, and here's the thing. How many of us have been attacked in our sleep recently? I have recently. That's part of the reason why it was on me. I, most, a lot. I've actually gotten a lot more requests for prayer recently, or heard about that in sleep. I don't know why the devil's attacking people in their sleep right now, but he has been. But all right, we know what to do in Jesus' name. Here's the same Mark four thirty eight. Jesus was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him and said to him, because a storm had come up. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still, or peace, be still. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Now I want you to look at these two situations at the outcome. You have men of God, one's in chains in the middle of a prison, bound up by his stuff. He's going in front, and they're probably going to try and kill him the next day. The chains fall off, the doors open, he goes and, and finally at some point he actually wakes up fully. He was still just enjoying rest. <laughs> and then here's Jesus in a life-threatening storm asleep. And yet, how did God move in both of these situations? He brought peace, he brought freedom. Now, I'm pretty sure that almost any of our uh, chains and bondages and threatening situations don't really compare to this right now. I'm pretty sure that where we're at doesn't carry the same weight as these two situations. So can we assume, rightfully so, that no matter what our situation is, it is not outside of God's power and his, and his strength 
to give us the rest that we need and give us in the middle of it. How many people need answers for your business? How many people need answers in your home? How many people need the Holy Spirit to move on your behalf? How many people need the bondages to come off? How many people need some wisdom and some knowledge and some some understanding? Well, it can be yours right now. It can be yours tonight. Will you have faith for it? Psalms uh, chapter 3 says this, and and I'll I'll read through this real quick down to uh, verse 8. Or did I? I grabbed all of them. All right, that's awesome. It says, O Lord, how my adversaries have increased. Many are rising up against me. Many are saying to my soul, there is no deliverance for him in God. Selah. (laughs) Think on that. (laughs) But you, O Lord, are a shield about me. What's he recognizing? He's recognizing no matter what the enemy says, no matter what the chains say, no matter what the bondage says, no matter what the, the, the sea says, and I want you to notice something. Jesus didn't, wasn't okay with them coming and fretting. He said to them, why do you have little faith? In other words, we need to take our cue from that and recognize if we're just sitting there fretting, we're letting these things bother us to the point we are letting ourselves not have any sleep because of the anxiousness. We're seeing all the indicators, all the symptoms, and we're not doing something about them. That doesn't appear to be okay with God. In other words, we need to find the solution and the answer in him or else you're being disobedient. You're trying to do things in vain. It's vanity. It's pride. All right? So he got on to them. He's expecting them to have done something about the situation without waking him up. <laughs> that's, that's the context of that. Why didn't you all handle it? Why did you have so little faith? In other words, pastor, pastor, help me, help me. No. You help yourself and turn your heart and turn your mind and look for the solution and believe God. That's my help for you. I'm telling you how to help help yourself through Christ. I'm there to hold your hand. I'm there to point you to him. But on some level, somewhere, somehow, you can bring that to me, but don't bring it in. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Bring it to me like this. I know Jesus is going to come through. Can you help me find out how? In other words, I'm going with a hope and with a faith, not with a, oh, woe is me. Just heard some really good teaching on, oh, woe is me. And and it was talking about where Peter said uh, to Jesus, uh, where he said, you're the Christ, and he says, uh, flesh and blood is not revealed. You, you've heard this from the Holy Spirit, and, and you are the rock, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. And he was talking about how blessed he is, and just like in the same sermon, just a couple of sentences later, he tells them how he's going to die, and, and Peter says that, no, no don't, don't, don't let it be to you. All right, well, if you break that down and get into the Greek, and, and I just heard this, so I'm just giving you a nugget, but I have not researched this fully. You go research it. I believe the person who said it, though. And uh, they said, if you'll research that out, it's not exactly how Peter said it in, like, King James. He actually, one of the things he said in the Greek was, have pity on yourself. And it says that Jesus turned and said, get away from me, Satan. But the problem was Peter had already grabbed him. He was already, Peter was already looking at him. When he turned, Jesus turned away from Peter and was saying, get away from me, pity. Get away. I will have no part with you, pity. He wasn't talking to Peter. He was talking about the pity. He was talking about the, oh, woe is me. He said, that is the devil. So we've got to be the kind of people that wake up to that and say, oh, wait, what's my part? God's part is to pour out the grace. My part is to pour out the faith and trust him and believe him and see the solution. So the enemies here in Psalms 3, there's a lot of them lifting up. We can't go, oh, woe is me. But, and this is what he's doing. But you, he's building himself up. You, oh, Lord. You're a shield about me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. I was crying to the Lord with my voice, and he answered me from his holy mountain. Selah, think on that. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustains me. Yeah. 
I lay down and I slept. I awoke for the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of tens, ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me round about. I will not be afraid of my bill collectors. I will not be afraid of my debt. I will not be afraid of customers not walking in my door. I will not be afraid of treating people treating me bad. I have favor with the Lord. I will not be afraid of not getting rest. I will not be afraid of the doctor's report. I will have my rest and peace in God. This is stirring up the gift. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have smitten all my enemies on the cheek. You have shattered the teeth of the wicked. I like that kind of talk. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be upon your people. Selah. Think on that. I like that. Proverbs 3, 5, and se- five through 7. And we're going to get to a verse later on, but I want you to see the setup for the verse that we're going to get to. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Reverence him. In other words, what is he telling us to do? Be humble. Stop trying to build the house yourself. Stop trying to protect it yourself. Stop trying to you know, go to bed thinking with anxiousness and, and rise up early and go to bed late. Stop trying to be your own source. Be humble and recognize, I probably have missed it up to this point at some point. What do I need to see? You know, We said it Sunday, and, uh, and what we need to understand is, is this. What good is the Word if we don't let it transform us? What good is it to us if we hear it and shout amen all day long? But, you know, I would hate it for somebody to amen me louder than all y'all put together. But then every Sunday, they never change. I'd rather somebody sit there like a knot on the law, but then they just keep on changing. I'd rather never see it, but it actually happened. Change happened. It's not good just to agree with it if you don't let it transform you. So in other words, we've got to, we've got to approach this thing from this example. Lord, you're my solution. I got, if I'm not finding solutions on a regular basis, I'm not finding you on a regular basis, that points back to me. I've got some humbling that needs to happen. Amen. All right, so that's kind of the setup. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make your path straight. He will show you how to rest. He will show you how to receive even in your sleep. When you get humble and you trust on him to be the builder and the watchman. And you trust on him to be the one who's working for you instead of you working for that thing, whatever it is. And he continues on in verse 19. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the deeps were broken up and the skies drip with dew. So God's wisdom, God's understanding, God's knowledge. My son, verse 21, let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion so they will be life to your soul and adornment to your neck. Then you will walk in your way securely and your foot will not stumble. Now is that a promise from God? It is. Your foot will not stumble. There's no like, well, your foot will stumble here, but it won't do it over here. There's no condition in there except that you keep his wisdom, his knowledge, and his understanding. You walk in it. That's the only... You do that, it will not... You will not stumble, period. It's good, good stuff. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. In, in other words... You will not be anxious. You will not be anxious. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Your sleep will be sweet. But what there was condition on what made those things happen, 
And that was keeping his understanding, wisdom and knowledge, and walking in his paths. Lean on the Lord and not your own understanding. In other words, again, it's saying the same thing that Psalms 127 is saying. If God doesn't build the house, if he doesn't watch the city, you're in vain trying to do it yourself. You've got to let yourself be transformed, be humble to learn his ways and go after his ways. And then your sleep will be sweet. Your foot won't stumble. Psalms 4.8 In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me to dwell in safety. In the message it says, At day's end... I'm ready for sound sleep. For you, God, have put my life back together. So as we, as we lay down to go to sleep, we're saying this. This should be our confession. This should be our belief. This should be what's on our mind. You have put my life together, and I can sleep well tonight because I am resting in your hands. I'm not resting in my own hands anymore. I'm resting in yours. And Lord, in Jesus' name, I receive sweet sleep and I receive even in my sleep that you will pour out your blessings your favor your knowledge your wisdom you will pour it out even while I'm sleeping even while I'm sleeping answers you wake up with answers in the next morning it's beautiful if you've ever had this happen if you if you had you know that it's awesome if you haven't had this happen uh you want it to happen and listen if you've ever had it happen i imagine that you haven't had it happen every single night but you want it to happen every single night i'm preaching to myself too i'm like i'm encouraging my own faith on this like i need to do this more i need to go to sleep with this on my heart and this on my mind lord i trust you you are so awesome Psalms 23, as we wrap up with this. And I'm going to read the whole psalm, but I want you to understand that this whole thing is wrapped up together. The whole of who God wants to be as a shepherd is as we allow him to be by handing over our life to him. It all goes together. And he says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures these are not hard places and in that place if I'll get my heart right if I'll, if I'll adjust my faith if I'll learn his promises and his ways and lean not to my own understanding but trust him I'll lie down I'll have peaceful rest and sleep he'll give to me what kind of things will he give me he leads me beside quiet waters he restores my soul yeah, I need my soul restored. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. These are not pipe dreams. This is the reality of the heart of God that he wants to manifest in your life today. It's not just in the sweet by and by. It's forever he wants to be this and manifest these things to you. And they're yours already. They're already paid for. By the love of Christ. He's already blessed you with them. If you haven't seen them. It's simply because you either didn't know about it. Or you haven't appropriated it. You haven't grabbed it by faith. And so right now you can have all of that. Simply by grabbing it by faith. The question is will you grab it with me? So let's right now. Lord, Lord we just. The first thing we come to you Lord. And we recognize how awesome you are. Thank you. For being this awesome. We just give you the glory. We give you the praise. And Lord we ask you to forgive us. And we repent right now. For forgetting how awesome you are. How much you really do want to bless us. We repent over not treating you like you are the awesome God that you are. We repent over that. 
And Lord, when we repent, we turn that thing around. We turn the ship of our life towards you, towards your direction, towards your ways. We don't lean on what we've been taught. We lean on who you are. And we trust you with everything. Lord, right now, we trust you for blessed sleep. We trust you that even in our sleep, you are given to us. We wake up full and whole and refreshed and with ideas and solutions and problems solved, favor in the hearts of men all around the world because you have been blessing us by putting favor in their minds and in their hearts even while we sleep. Lord, we wake up with problems solved where your angels and the Holy Spirit has gone and solved things that we thought were unsolvable. Lord, we wake up and the chains that have been binding us are broken and falling off and the gates, the doors that have been locked to us are now open. Lord, we receive it right now in Jesus' name. We receive it. Lord, we receive where the devil has planned to take our life and to take our things that you have come up against him and stopped him and said peace and declared peace on our behalf even while we sleep. Lord, we receive your goodness even while we're not doing a thing. We're sitting there snoring, resting good. We receive your goodness while we're not doing a thing but trusting you because you are who you said you are. Lord, we praise you, we thank you, and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I do want to open it up just for a second for any questions. Does anybody have any question on any of that? Just raise your hand real quick. We don't want to take too long. It's okay to ask a question. <laughs> Anybody? Here, grab that. That's really exciting to, to hear that scripture because I don't think I ever heard that before. So it's exciting to me to know that he's doing things in my sleep like that. Um, so since you've been living that, I, my first thought that came to my head was like, well, how do I make sure I get all of those things you're giving me in that night? I don't want to go. I don't want to rest that day till I've gotten them all. Right. So, how do you make sure? Or, or do you just? I'm just like you just do what do we do. Yeah. I, okay. One of the best things, you know, the way that I found with me is, um, we need to make things a reality. We need to make sure we we don't want to get in a habit of doing something. This is a problem with the flesh nature. Okay, is you can get to do something that worked for you one time and then you try to repeat those steps and they work for a period of time, but at some point along the road, your heart disconnects from your actions, all right? And so you want to watch that. You want to make sure, and when you're praying, when you're praising God, look, this is one of the places where that happens the most, when you ask God to bless your food, right? A lot of people just say the blessing out of, you know, yeah, repetition and habit. And, but you, we always need to remember that our heart needs to be connected. We've seen a lot of people grow up repeating prayers that ultimately the prayers really meant nothing to them, although they are strong prayers if they are connected to a faith in their heart, right, or a heart that loves God. So one of the things is I've gotten, there was a period of time where I went and I was just, Lord, I read over these scriptures in particular, and I just, I would almost quote them or confess them. I would praise God for the rest and the blessings that I'm about to receive and thank him for that. Man, it worked. And then at one point it stopped working because it had become a habit for me. We always want to make sure that we connect our heart to that moment and connect our heart to God, even if we've read that a thousand times before. And so we want to do kind of what we did at the end of this. What I did, you know, just this is just what I did. It's what the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. Let it come out of your heart, you know. But what he led me to do was simply to say, Lord, I just release everything. I read these. I said, Lord, I, do, I am not one that goes to bed late and rises up early and eats the bread of painful uh, toil or painful labor, but I do receive rest, and I receive in my rest because I am your beloved. If 
Father, I receive that right now. And then I would just pray in the Spirit with that on my heart and that in my mind. And I would just pray in the Spirit and let him pray out whatever he wanted to pray out. And um, now, like I said, as, at one point, I kind of disconnected that from my heart and it stopped working. So I, when I went back to it, I needed to go back to that. One time, one of the things that the Lord uh, told me, I was having a hard time at worship one time before we ever started the church. And he said, when you go to worship, and this helped me really start to connect um, in worship. He said, uh, I want you to imagine uh, yourself in the throne room of God. And you and God himself is standing in front of you. What would you do? And I was like, I'd be on my face. And so a lot of times, if you ever see me get down, get on my face, I'm thinking about that. Because that's where I, in, you know, by the Spirit, place myself. Even though I may be standing in boomerang, I place myself. Well, in this situation, you may want, that really helped me move into worship. In this situation, you may want to see, like John, you know, who was constantly laying on Jesus. I'm resting in the arms of my Savior, in the arms of my Father. I, what do I have to worry about? And just placing yourself by, by the Spirit and by faith in that place can help it connect to your heart. It it sounds to me also, um, as you were um, teaching, it sounds to me like grace also, because mm-hmm. I'm expecting grace throughout is, my entire absolutely day is grace. Receiving. Yeah. Okay. This was you know you got to think when David wrote this, uh, he was still under the law. He was still under the law that said, "By the sweat of your brow you will toil." And yet, even under the law, he had revelation that that was not the heart of God. And he received it for himself, even before Jesus came. Amen. Anybody else? Miss Deb. So, I actually have a testimony. When we first started coming to Boomerang, um, the Lord actually led me to start getting up early. So... Part of my question related to this is it's still okay to be a morning person, right? Nicole? I don't know about that. We'll have to do some serious praying about that around noontime. All right. It said if God did not lead, then not do those things, right? He says you are ruled by the law of your heart that he's written on your heart, and he led you to get up early. He led me to get up early. And what I started to find, my testimony then, let's get back to testimony, because we can talk about being a morning person later. Um, Anyway, to the point. It can be absolutely right to get up early. Okay, thank you. Anyway. um, It can also be legalism. Just <laughs> All right, let me get to my point. This is a lot of fun. I know. So my point was, after I had purposed myself to do that for about a week and a half, two weeks, let me back up. At that point, I was on an antidepressant for during the day, which is an upper. I was on a sleep medicine at night to put me down. That's where I was, just being honest, glass mm-hmm. house. When I started coming to Boomerang and I started, the Lord led me, get up. Get up in the morning, get in the word, get to know me. Yep. And I did that. There was one evening that came, and I I don't know if Stephen remembers it or not. I know I've shared it with the two of you. But it was, you don't need to take the pill tonight. Right. It's on me. Yeah, I remember that. And I didn't even know this scripture. I remember that. And it was immediately done. Med's done over haven't taken one since have slept like a baby since amen because that was his leading for me and when i was obedient in that and followed through with that now i can tell you to your point about not getting legalistic about it over the course of time what i have found is i have to exercise every once in a while the thought do i have it or does it have me right am i do i still have a right heart in doing it and there have been mornings when the lord's like Put your alarm clock back. You need to rest today. It's okay yeah. if you don't get up today. That's, and that's, that is great. That is a, one of the best points in it is anytime we're in the Lord, you're always leaving your ear open for the Lord to lead you. you know, right. Uh, to break tradition, to break custom. <coughs> because just because you've always done it one way and it's worked doesn't mean he's going to lead you that way today. Right. So that's right. great. So 
testimony yeah. and then it's still okay to be a morning person. Yes. Thank you. If he leads you that way. <laughs> On the other side of the house. <laughs> Anybody else? Did you raise your hand? Oh, okay. All right. Well, no more hands than, Father, we just praise you. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your love. And thank you for your blessings and your sleep. And in Jesus' name, tonight and every night from here on out, we believe that we have received it and we have it. And we take it by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Have a great night.